0: We're starting Halloween soon. It's not technically fall yet, right? Exactly. It is spooky season. It's like one of those things where it's like four pictures, like saying that it's a certain season. So it's like leaves, pumpkin spice, something else. And the last one's a dude just going ham on a pumpkin.
1: And welcome to the Windy City Wingers podcast, your one-stop shop for all things Chicago Fire, Chicago Red Stars, and a quick update from soccer from all over the globe. My name is Alex Herman, and I'm joined, as always, by Brady Olson and Dave Kolischkowski. Boys, how we doing? Doing just
2: fine. A little tired from a busy weekend. Lots of soccer. It's been a good one.
1: Hey, hey.
0: Liverpool's on top of the league.
1: Oh, man. (laughs) Yeah, it's going to be a lot of Liverpool from Dave today. Thank you to Ian working behind the glass, turning those knobs and dials, turning our podcast into the fine audio product that it is. And thank you to Jen for helping us run our social media accounts. Now, today is September 27th, October Right around the corner, spooky season is happening, I would say, but today was, today and yesterday were like throwback to summer, Mm -hmm. 80s, sunny, Mm -hmm. beautiful, beautiful. I hope that you both got to get outside and enjoy that weather. However, (laughs) weather is cooling back down. Thank God. Yeah, I'm kind of ready. I'm currently sweating and have all the windows open. So let's get the cool air in. Loving it. But with fall around the corner, NFL action is picking up. Had a very Mm. interesting day yesterday. Um, I'm happy again because the Vikings won finally. uh, And they were not supposed to. They looked really, really good. Finally got some bounces to go your way. Yes. And I finally, like, it feels really good to have fans in the stadium. This Mm. was the Vikings home opener. So to Mm. see Seattle Russell Wilson trying to audible several times and his wide receivers looking at him with their arms up, like, I don't, I have no (laughs) idea what you're saying. What are you doing? It's like, I forgot how important that is to having Viking
2: horn. Yes. Oh man.
1: (laughs) Yep. Yep. (laughs) Exactly. So that was that was very fun. Um, I know things did not go as well uh, for no. the Bears yesterday. That was, no, we'll ignore that one. Bears. Yeah. But um, I've been working on something, which is a performative piece. Uh, mm. It is called Listening to Bears Fans Watch the Bears to the haiku. Through My Floor. Okay. Which is... <laughs> Every time the Bears play, I can hear Brady and whoever else is in his apartment watching the Bears. It has three parts. Okay. Ready? Part one. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Part two. Oh. Oh. Wait. Oh. Oh no. No. <laughs> Part three. It's silent because the game is off. Mm. <laughs> ah, nailed it. Yeah.
0: Uh, yep. I walked out in the third quarter. Channel Switch. <laughs> and I went shopping. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> we left. We just
1: left. <laughs> it seems to be their theme this year is they score early and then don't do anything after that. Yep. And it was a little brutal yesterday. We don't have to dwell on it. Um, But. Bears suck.
0: Enough
1: yeah. said. Can yeah, we laugh good.
2: at the ridiculousness that if you give Aaron Rodgers like 31 <laughs> seconds, however long he had,
1: still not uh, short enough of time. <laughs> it was actually 37, yeah. which. <laughs> still insane. <laughs> insane. Wait, was, and that is the. Uh. They were knocking Kyle Shanahan. For those of you who don't know, we're talking about the Sunday night game last oh, yeah. night, in which the 49ers allowed the Green Bay. They gave Aaron Rodgers 37 seconds in the fourth quarter, and he just drove right down, got him in field goal range, and Mason Crosby kicked a field goal to win the game. And they were like, Kyle Shanahan has done this once. Like he's done this multiple times in his career. Most notable is this game, Sunday night, and in the Super Bowl. Where they were, oh, yes. you have the lead <laughs> and you know what Tom Brady can do. And yet you are not taking the time to let the clock count all the way down before you hike the ball. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo is hiking the ball in the fourth quarter with like 20 seconds left on the clock. And everyone's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? You have the lead. Protect the lead. Oh, not good. Yep. So, very interesting week. Let's dive into soccer. The footy red stars, big, big win this past weekend. Yes. Over the Portland thorns. Enormous win for
2: the red stars. I love it for just the simplicity of the confidence it can build. You beat the best team in the league. um, We're probably, if you're going to win the championship, you're probably going to play them again. And we have it in our belts. We know that we can do that. Um, I thought it was a really fun game to watch as well. Um, and we did it convincingly. We did it, I thought, in a way that is repeatable. We had more shots than Portland, 15 to 14, way more shots on goal, 8 to 3, which felt really nice. That's against Sauerbrunn, against Klingenberg. That's against pretty much their top line defense. And also, they had Dunn and Sinclair up top. That's pretty much their top line offense. To slow me down a little bit, the midfield they had was a bit rotated. And we see evidence of that with the halftime subs. Moultrie, the 16-year-old we were talking about, did start, but was replaced at half by Rocky Rodriguez, a, a known starter for Portland. Sophia Smith, the leading scorer for the team, also came on at half. So just to slow us down a little bit, there was like a half where we played against a rotated midfield. That's going to happen anyway, and I still think we should take a ton of confidence from this game. Our 70.9% passing accuracy still isn't fantastic, and 41-59% to possession uh, was still in Portland's favor, but I think that's mostly because of the second half when they threw in their subs to kind of change the game around a little bit. Um, But then we can just go into the game itself.
1: As one might think, it was Portland that got The first goal of the game, 24th minute. Sinclair puts it in for Portland Mm 1-0. And this was actually a little bit against the run of
2: play. uh, But Crystal Dunn, U.S. Women's National Teamer, she's so good. She penetrates straight into the box. It drives the whole Red Stars defense backwards. And then Sinclair, a very smart attacker, just waits near the top of the box and lets the whole defense collapse away from her. She's wide open, perfect inside of the foot just enough pace off the post and in nothing the goalkeeper could do.
0: I actually had a verbal reaction to this goal when I was watching it too. It was just beautiful. Mm, and perfect. I let out a, a wow, like, like <laughs> just while I was watching, wow, that was nice. Crazy placement, crazy placement off the inside post. Yep. And
2: this was after, like I said, the red stars had forced a couple of good saves off of Bixby. Yes. And so, yeah, it just seemed a little bit like we could have, had the lead before this
0: one. I, it was a bummer <laughs> for me, for sure. We, we should have had the lead. There's multiple opportunities. Um, fortunately, they don't get discouraged, though, which is huge.
2: True. That's because Red Stars right away, Kelia Watt answers right back. A uh, little bit of commentator's curse here. I talked up Bella Bixby quite a bit last episode. This was a pretty easy cross for her to clean up. However, it just kind of spills it right to Aaron Wright, who instead of panicking and trying to shoot immediately has a presence of mind to find Watt, who was wide open and can finish in pretty much a wide open net.
0: All I gotta say is, oops. <laughs> yeah,
2: This one should have been saved, but I'll take it. One to one. I mentioned that the, when the second half started, Portland had uh, a bunch of the ball and made those substitutions, uh, but their best opportunities came from set pieces, not from open play. The Red Stars were doing a Very nice job of eliminating anything from regular play. Uh, There was a moment in the 60th minute where Watt shows off her speed and just blows by Sauerbrunn. Not that Sauerbrunn's a sprinter by any means, but just to beat her that cleanly is pretty impressive. Uh, But she had a breakaway saved, and this could have been another goal for the Red Stars pretty early on in the second half. But we don't have to wait too long before the 65th minute. Game winner from Rachel Hill. Really, really nice goal. I really want to go into the details of this goal. Do you guys have any like immediate reactions before I do that?
0: I was just gonna say I got on my seat, hypes like big time, huge moment for Red Stars, up one goal on the league leaders at home it was big.
2: Yeah, it was awesome, and I just loved the way this goal came about because it's repeatable and it was something that they've definitely worked on. So Pew starts this play inside, kind of pinched inside. And right as Davidson makes the pass to her, she makes the run out wide. So she was covered. Now I'm uncovered and I'm going to receive this pass. It's a little bit of a longer pass. So now we're moving the entire Portland team with one pass. Gotro, who had kind of recognized this happening before it did, had wandered up the field close to Pew and definitely plays a part in throwing the defense uh, out of whack. Just She's not where they expect her to be. And then she also makes a run in behind, which forces the defense to react to her. It gives Pew a lot of time and space. She doesn't go immediately at the defense. She has some patience. And she passes it back to the same side uh, defender. And this is something that new soccer fans don't understand and love to make fun of soccer for. It's like, why do they pass it backwards? Like, and, that, and this is actually why. Like Here is a moment where this makes sense. It shuffles the defense around again. It allows Pew to then get into more space. And uh, it allows the Red Stars to move more people forward. So it just gives them that nanosecond more of, oh, we have comfortable possession. Let's move forward. Then easy pass back to Pew. So not very much has happened from what you're seeing on the ball, but a ton has changed on the other side of the field. Then the defender never gets close enough to Pew. She makes a hard dribble outside and then makes the cross. That change of pace indicates to everyone in the box, now go make your runs. Kili goes to the near post dragging Sauerbrun away. And then Hill just has to beat Klingenberg on the far post. She does, and it's a fantastic cutter. So that's just a little bit of anatomy of a goal and why you do some of these movements.
1: So go back and watch it. It's pretty awesome. Thank you for dissecting that. Brady, thank you How for about that. Me. <laughs> yeah, uh huh. Thank you, you know. for letting me nerd out. Coming up next for the Red Stars, who need to remain hot. Orlando Pride, October second at six thirty p.m. This is a big, big game too. Mm-hmm. This is what soccer fans call
2: a six-pointer. Basically, they're right behind us in the standings. If they win, they get three points off us. If we win, we get a six-point gap on them. Really puts us in a solid place in the playoffs if we win this one. I'm really hyped.
0: It is. It's it's super exciting, but I'm still in like a position where I feel like I'm a little nervous about the team um, just because Washington and Houston both have a game in hand and Gotham has two. Ooh. They're sitting at 26 points, 26 points, and 25 points, respectively, while the Red Star's at 29. It's going to be tight, but it's going to be a very fun finish. So... We have to keep on winning and stay in good form.
2: True. And you also, it's about hitting the form at the right time once we get to those playoffs, too. Um, Orlando has really, really good attackers. We're talking Alex Morgan, Sidney LaRue, Jody Taylor of England. They are beasts. 1v1. They're fast. They've got good shot power. Very good in that respect. Their defense in midfield should be vulnerable. We should be able to score. We should be able to keep the ball. I would not be surprised if they played a three back in this game and just countered. Sit, counter, sit, counter. Those three forwards are really good at that. And you don't want them, you don't want to play them in 1v1 situations because they will burn you at least once. They're that good. Some of the keys will be to keep good, patient possession, no nonsense passing, no losing it for no reason, no cheap giveaways. And then we have to have a solid plan
1: while we have the ball. Thank you. I hope the Red Stars are listening. Good words of advice from Coach Brad. Let's go, Red Stars. Big, big game. Yes, let's go. Another win. Sticking in Chicago, moving over to the Fire. They played twice this week. And the results were not as bad as last week Mm -hmm. when they played twice. But Mm -hmm. (laughs) not great either. First game was on Wednesday. That was New England. And they had a two to three loss against the revolution. And Brad, you got to go to this game. So I'm sorry they could not give you a W.
2: Yes, but they still gave us a game.
1: It was a very fun one
2: to go to. A very interesting one to go to because there were not very many people in the stands. Um, I made some friends with some 40 plus year old Mexican men. Uh, nice. I think they must have been related, or just really uh, good friends, or something. But they were like sitting just behind me, and we were having the same reactions <laughs> to the plays, just in different languages. So they'd be like,
0: <laughs> a, "Oh,"
2: and like we'd both be doing the same thing, but just say different. It was so funny. Um, nice. But then, uh, just not to pat myself in the back too hard, but uh, they started to watch me and see where I was watching because I was seeing things before they were happening so often. They were like, oh, he kind of knows what he's looking for. So that was kind of fun. <laughs> and yeah, so that was a fun part of the game. The not fun part was the very predictable, despite it being a close game, all
1: game, still a predictable result. Yeah, this one definitely had that feel of, I've seen this movie before. I know how this ends. Mm, it's just unfortunate. And things started off in the Revolution's favor as well. Kessler, in the 11th minute, puts in the first goal of the game. Uh, This one really kind of lies on the fire, doing Mm -hmm. classic fire defense things. Jimenez tries to flick the free kick out with his head, completely whiffs and misses it, allows the Revolution to get possession in the box, get it to Kessler, who has the easy goal. That's some classic fire defense right there.
2: Yeah, super bad. Just very, like, get a touch on it, Jimenez. None of this happens. And then even Sekulich, who expects his professional counterpart to do his job, doesn't do his own job. And Kessler's wide open. The thing to note live was the sheer silence. The just understanding and expectation of, there it was. Hmm. That was it. There was was like, there wasn't a boo. There wasn't, Oh, it was just an understanding
1: of.
0: "Mm -hmm."
1: Wow. What have you done to a fan base? That is just miserable existence. (sighs) However, the fire would answer back. It would take a while in the 40th minute. Tehran with a goal has a nice header from a corner kick opportunity. Um, just kind of does the classic move here. Gets higher than everyone else Mm -hmm. and puts it past the keeper.
2: Yep, this is a good free kick by, a good corner kick by Jimenez. Uh, I didn't see that as part of his game, so that's fun to see him taking these corners. They've been very, very good corners. There was some confusion after this one. Tehran turned, and one of the things the assistant ref is supposed to do when there's a goal scored, is they're supposed to start running towards the half line, and then the... Head official just points to the middle spot and that's like signifies goal, but neither one of them did that just because it was kind of a weird like Matt Turner sort of made the save, sort of didn't. And so Tehran like runs over the ref, like, What are you talking about? It's definitely a goal. And everyone in the stadium's like, It's definitely a goal, Tehran. Like, you need to calm down. And then the ref's mm-hmm. like, It's definitely a goal, but he didn't do the right thing. So it's
1: just ah, very strange. <laughs> interesting. Yeah. I noticed while watching it that something was going on and I don't think the announcers ever figured that out. <laughs> so, there was like a duel. I don't think anyone, I think just yeah. someone in, made a mistake and then the players reacted and they're like, I'm sorry, it was a goal. <laughs> Go. <laughs> <laughs> so going into the half, we have a tie game, one to one. It would take a little while into that second half before New England would ring that bell again. It was Bunbury in the 62nd minute. And this goal looked way, Way too easy. Turner, goalkeeper for New England, boots it. Bo heads it to Bunbury, who takes about five steps and puts it in the corner of the net. There was almost no resistance from the fire here. (laughs) And it was, I mean, it was a good kick, uh, good kick from Turner, good pass from Bo. But both Chicago defenders knew it was too late pretty much by the time Bunbury had the ball. And both look like they just kind of gave up. We're like, well, there goes that. Hmm. Yeah, that's a bummer.
2: This was training ground schoolboy stuff. This was bad. Yeah. The sick finish, though. Fine, Dave. Fine. Sorry, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, It was. Just,
0: pretty.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Flick on header
1: all the time in the world. You're a pro. You should have a nice finish yeah. there.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> it would only be one minute later, though that the fire answer back, not to be outdone. Jimenez makes up for his earlier goof, has a goal, tie a game. Berich has the ball on the outside of the box, finds 0-4, posted up near post, and 0-4 misses his back heel opportunity. And Berich, I noticed here, just quits. Throws his hands up. He's, <sighs> he's out of the, like, oh, what are you doing? And he's just out of the play. Uh 4 maintains possession, finds Jimenez, who's running towards far post near the top of the box. Bam. Tie game. Don't quit, Barich.
2: Yeah, I'm very... Yeah,
0: that's,
1: yeah. I, that's <laughs> not good. <laughs>
0: that's terrible. It's yeah. really bad. bad. He, Jimenez he,
2: was pumped after this goal, yeah. too. He was psyched. Good. And, I mean, he made, he was the eight, if you will, in the fire midfield. So he was going up and down, up and down, up and down. So I am glad that he gets a a mark on this game.
1: Yes. And the fire have the opportunity to take the lead late in the game. 87th minute. This had me up out of my seat. Fire have the ball in the box. Little chip is put on that ball up in the air. Stojanovic puts a nice touch on the ball header into the corner not quite <laughs> enough power, Turner is able to get up there and make an incredible save, which is what he kind of does. Yep. But, oh, what an opportunity. He's very good. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, hey, God, I, he's our boy, right? Right?
2: <laughs> <Yep>. not, <laughs> yeah. Not some other international team. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Otherwise, we'd hate him. <laughs> For sure. Instead, I just respect him. Mm-hmm. So, as we know, it would ultimately be New England that gets the last goal of the game in the first minute of stoppage time Heal has the goal to win the game and just what a fire way to let this happen and lose the game in the last minutes where he has the ball does his signature quick step to get more space from the defender and just puts it in that with zero hesitation. And Brady, I think it was you that said to me, you knew what he was going to do before he did it. So did everyone in the stadium. And okay. yet the fire defense was just like, well, I couldn't have seen that coming. Nope. Had no idea.
2: They had been doing this ever since Heel came onto the field. Isolate him outside. And Heal set Navarro up all game. So okay. he he's left-footed. He would do a fake step over, go to the right, and then not do very much with it. And then he'd do it again. And then he'd do it again. And then just it knocks Navarro on this final instance out of position by a foot, maybe. And even he knew, oh, crap, this is coming now. Because he like picks up his pace. He's trying to get to the ball. And he'll just froze him just that long enough just to get the shot off. It's near post. Maybe the goalkeeper should make that save. But he's so close to the goal that it's just he's just a really good attacking player he's been one of the best players in the MLS all season and just oh like I I don't want to say what can you do but Mm -hmm. what can you do what can you do
0: (laughs) I just want to say you 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 nailed it Herman like this uh you know I felt like we've seen this before vibe is so true and just because we're in spooky season you know it's just like a slasher film you know the protagonist is going to die at the end but you still watch it anyways you know that's the chicago fire mm -hmm.
1: you can't look away (laughs) you (laughs) can't (laughs) now watch it though no yeah i know it so moving into last weekend now so we have that loss against the new england revolution now we're playing Nashville. And this ended up as a zero zero draw. Not a loss. Woohoo. Yay, One point. We did it. Yay. Lose. <laughs> Hallelujah. We did not Now, since this is a zero zero draw, I'm tapping out. I do not know enough about soccer yet to analyze a zero zero game. So, Brady, Dave, sure. break it down.
2: You want some analysis? <laughs> One of those games where neither team wins the midfield battle. It was pretty 50-50 possession. Actually, the Fire had more of the ball, which is not normal for this season. Funny. And then 0.7 expected goals for the Fire. So they did not create a full goal and they didn't score. And 0.5 for Nashville, which just
0: pretty much sums that up. Big old yawn. <laughs> <laughs> Keeping up with the positive vibes from last positive week, though. Yeah. Positive vibes. PVs. Slonina did start this week. Got a clean sheet.
2: Yeah. You nice. Know, this is
0: big. Good, 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 good. Pineda also started this game, so that's nice. You know, he's you in go.
2: the back there.
0: So, like, they were both on the field at the same time, and we didn't let up a goal. It's great. Also wanted to point out, they honored the Chicago Sting during this game. Makes me wonder, has the Chicago Firefront office been listening to our podcast and my
1: vague mentions
0: of the Sting this entire time? But to be (laughs) honest with you, it's just because it's the 40th anniversary of their Chicago Sting Soccer Bowl title, which makes me think at some point over the next few weeks or maybe after the season, we need to do a five fun facts on Chicago Sting and the Soccer Bowl.
1: Yeah, what the heck is that? Yeah, that'll be fun.
0: Bring back yes. this thing.
1: Love it. Coming up next for the fire, they play NYCFC. Ooh, I love to say that one. We're going to do it mm-hmm. again. It's fun. NYCFC, September 29th at 7 p.m.
0: Rolls off the tongue. Game was moved to Toyota Park due to a scheduling conflict with the Bears. So mm-hmm. the Bears have some kind of thing in their lease where if they're going to play a home game, no activities can occur five days prior to the Mm. game itself or something like that. I'm like paraphrasing, but that's the gist of it. And that's why I got pushed to Toyota. So as Brady and I being season ticket holders, we were refunded that amount. I don't remember in what way or form, but we got a refund on it, which was nice. But what I heard is the tickets were kind of pricey to book again. So I didn't even bother looking into trying to lock it down and doing some else nostalgic vibes because we're just going to get our butts kicked um, at Toyota Park. So it just seems like a long investment to watch a terrible game. So I'm not going to do it, but it would have, if they had been in good form, I totally would have gone to Toyota Park for a day and just hung out. So
2: for sure. What's crazy is this part of the schedule was new England first, just clinched the playoffs already. Yeah. Yeah. Then Nashville second, and then yeah. NYCFC third. Like, wow, that is a gauntlet. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Doesn't matter. We're gonna... We'll find a way to lose. Yeah, it's <laughs> fine. It's okay. Coming up after that, the Fire have Toronto FC at Toronto. October 3rd at 3 p.m. Yay. Hungover car birthday game for me. I'm so excited.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I too will be in the car on this one. Weird.
0: Not you same. will though. you
1: also be hungover?
2: Uh, I'll be driving. So, no,
1: is the legal answer. I don't. Well, it's not okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I am so excited to talk about the game of the week this week. Why is of that? Of course. <laughs> uh, because I won predictions. Wow. Finally, oh. it happened. No. <laughs> Hooray. You're so <laughs> Herman close wins. To losing that. Herman wins.
0: It should Herman be me. Herman wins. I should be the first one to win two games.
1: <laughs> Herman wins. <laughs> <laughs> me. Last week, we chose Sporting KC versus the Seattle Sounders. as our game of the week, staying in the MLS, the number one versus the number two in the league. Seattle came away with the victory two to one, as only one of us predicted because we are the best. Hmm. Indeed.
0: I'm going to choose to listen to that information as the Windy City Wingers are the best. Ah, And we're just riding on your tailcoats. Sure. (laughs) Thank you for that. Okay. You're very welcome. Easier to swallow now. All right, let's continue.
2: Sure, I'll take it over from here. SKC play a 4-3-3. They're very possession-oriented. They play with pinched-in wingers. Ilya Sanchez, who's normally their D-mid, their number six, has been playing center back due to injuries. So that was something I did not remember uh, and is critical in this game. And then Seattle play a 3-4-1-2 with Christian Roldan playing the number 10. And then they have two forwards up top. It's very press-oriented, but not to win the ball from your feet. It's to pressure the ball enough to make you uncomfortable and to force you to pick one and only one pass, like one avenue. And then the player who's receiving that pass is going to be under a ton of pressure immediately. Basically, whoever's marking that player is going to be extremely aggressive. And as an example, Yamar leads the league in interceptions. So they want to tell you, pass to him. It's almost like baiting them. This And so if you do make an interception on one of these passes, it eliminates the receiver of the pass immediately from the play. Plus the interceptor is now running at the opponent's goal and the Sounders can now run with him. So now you've just got a team rolling at you and you've already eliminated a
1: defender. Thank you, Brady. It was interesting to see these two different styles play, see how things play out in the Mm -hmm. first half. It is Seattle that scores first. Christian Roldan playing that 10, has the goal in the 31st minute. A beautiful pass from Smith from outside of the box to Roldan, who's right in the middle of the box, right in the penalty kick dot, pretty much, and mm-hmm. just gets it past Melina's hands to put Seattle up one to zero. Very uncharacteristic giveaway for SKC. It's They're typically
2: very comfortable in possession. Uh, and especially for Zuzi, who's been around the game for a while. He's been a U.S. men's national teamer. He tries a very strange back heel just into traffic.
0: Yeah. He's part of that U.S. men's national team. Uh, right? I guess that's... Like, uh, yeah. That's yeah I mean...
2: Yeah. <laughs> also, Christian Roldan is quickly becoming an auto-starter for me, for the U.S. men's national team. He is on one this yeah. season. He can play multiple positions. And I love him as one of those dual eight-slash- tens in this situation because he loves to press. He loves to win the ball when he's not expected to. And then he can make these unpredictable runs, which is fascinating.
0: Yeah, I totally agree with that, Brady. And I'm going to pat myself on the back, even though I did not win the game of the week. I said it last week when we were talking about this game. You give Seattle a chance to take control of the game, they're going to do it. Mm. Too many lethal options in squad. Don slots this one home. Clinical finish from this given opportunity by SKC. Uh, also, just wanted to laugh because the commentators agreed with me momentarily right after the goal. So, boom, I was right. <laughs> Rui DS should have also scored another goal in the 38th minute, which would have made my prediction correct. So, you're very
1: <laughs> lucky, Herman. <laughs> <laughs> he also had another opportunity near the end of the game, which almost went in. Yes, so. yes. I know I'm lucky, but I'm also right. So, yeah. I suppose. (laughs) Christian Roldan's goal was the only goal of the first half, 10 minutes into the second half. Rui Diaz gets his first goal of the game, the 55th minute. This goal is kind of crazy. Rui Diaz beats two defenders at the same time, (laughs) and there's a third one very close, smokes them, takes the ball near post, and has his shot blocked by Malia. Ball flies up into the air. Bruin heads back over to Rui Diaz, who has a really messy spinning kick, but it works and it goes in. So, hey. And now Kansas City has given up two goals off of giveaways.
2: Both by Zuzi, which is very shocking.
0: Yeah. Honestly felt disappointing. Two huge giveaways set the tone for this game. Like I said, Seattle won't miss.
2: Just as part of the explanation of this. Seattle do this to you. They put you in this position. Now, SKC had 86% passing accuracy and 65% of possession in this game, which is very normal for them, except they can hit numbers in the 90s of accuracy. So just even that little bit of knockoff is because Seattle are forcing them to do things they don't really want to be doing, or Seattle are just on them because of the game state. They know, okay, we've got this We're away from home, but we're going to really knock
1: them down while we can. It would not be long. Just another five minutes before Kansas City gets a goal. This is what they're known for. Fast attacking offense. It was an inward swinging kick on the set piece opportunity. Ball gets knocked uh, near the penalty kick spot and finds Russell at far post. Bruin is there on defense for Seattle in front of him, but he's also kind of in the way of Fry who lets Russell's shot bounce off of him and into the net. So I think Bruin is actually doing more harm than good there because that uh, Russell shot is really something that Fry wouldn't should save. Yeah. He never saw it. Yeah. I was going to say uh,
0: Russell, like driving it in that lower corner, Like, that was his intention. He was just going to hit it as hard as he could, hope it gets through the defense and gets into the back of the goal.
1: And it does create a really interesting scene for the remainder of the game. Absolutely. Kansas City scoring in the 60th minute. This is a game now, and they're known for their offense. If they've found a crack or cracks in the Seattle defense playing at home, they've got a very interesting finish to the game.
2: It kind of reminded me, just going back to the goal itself, of a. A hockey goalie, you know how they lean on the post with their pad? Yes. And that's kind of what Fry's responsibility is there. However, soccer, you can't just lean against the post because there's enough goal to score on. But I just thought that was an interesting view I had of it. I was oh, that kind of looks like a goalie.
1: Yeah, I agree. I had that same uh, image in my head, though, regarding that particular shot. Everyone is on that side of the goal, just trying to not let it squeeze in there, uh, but it does anyway.
2: Yep. That's <laughs> laid plans.
1: Yeah, for sure. Both teams have really solid looks for another goal before the end of the game. I did not think this is going to end up as two to one. However, it did. Seattle hold on for the W two to one. Herman wins predictions for the oh. first time. Love it. Dave was close and I was not. <laughs> Aftermath. My biggest takeaway from this is the reason that I chose Seattle to win in the first place defense travels and that is something that I find holds really true in NFL football in particular defense travels particularly well typically uh, also the case in baseball um I didn't I don't know if it applies as generally here However, I will usually pick a really solid defense over a really exciting offense in any sport.
2: Yeah, I think that does apply to a lot of sports. Um, For Seattle especially, they've obtained more points away from home than 67% of the league has at their own homes, which is pretty crazy. So they've been ridiculously good away from home. Wow. Also, this is a Seattle team without Ladero, who's been kind of in and out, mostly out this entire season. And Jordan Morris apparently is probably ready for the playoffs. I read that somewhere. I, it's not an exact quote, but that's what I saw. Was Lodero Morris? They might be ready for the playoffs, which makes that
0: team even more scary. That is super scary. Do you think that that um, percentage away from home, where they are able to get points away, is that a testament to Brian Schmetzer, like as the head coach? Then, like he's been there for a long time. And I feel like it's. Consistency there is something the fire don't have, and sure, you know, yeah, I I I think Seattle's
2: whole organization helps this, as well as they've switched to this three back, which no one in the MLS saw coming from Seattle. No, they've never played that before. It's always been a classic four two three one, and I think this really has just highlighted some of their players' strengths in such a way that it's made them quite dominant in places where you didn't expect them
1: to be and it's been Mm -hmm. fabulous to watch. So a great showdown for last week's game of the week. A lot of fun, good offense, good defense. Two of the best teams. Seattle comes away victorious.
2: Congratulations, Herman.
1: Yeah, baby. (laughs) I love it. All right. There's a lot of the MLS. Let's move away from there over to the United Kingdom. Tottenham, Um, in particular. Yes, we do. Let's do it. Well,
0: good news first.
1: (laughs) Okay. Uh,
2: We lost the North London Derby to Arsenal, which is not fantastic. Uh, Also, it just didn't... It was a weird game. It was just whoever scored first was probably going to win this game. And that's how a lot of derbies go. Just kind of insane... I'm sure. making a lot of excuses. The Spurs do not look That's good on offense normal. right now. <laughs> Thank you, Dave. Uh, and so now, after an electric two-win start, now we're two and three, and we absolutely mirror, and we mirror yeah. the Arsenal results. Uh, I was just about to say that. Which is terrible. And now Arsenal are ahead of us in standings. We do have a game against a Slovenian Ooh. team on Thursday. Let's score some friggin' goals. We need to figure out the offense.
1: I send my best wishes to you,
2: Brad. Do you, though? Good luck.
1: I mean, at this point, (laughs) yes, I do, because I'm not really perceiving Tottenham as a threat. Oh, wow. (laughs) So much worse. (laughs) (laughs) You're right. So, Dave, I know you've been waiting all episode for this moment. So, we're going to skip right over it. Yeah.
0: Just just kidding. (laughs)
1: All right, Dave. Go ahead, Liverpool. Try for the best. I was going to say,
0: <laughs> all by yourself. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, all right. That's, that's what I thought you guys were going to sing to me. But yeah, we're <laughs> up by a point in the table. And just in case we get sued for that, I'm just going to say we're all by ourselves in the first place. I'm going to choose to ignore the fact that we should have be two more points ahead of everybody else, but okay. we're still a point ahead of everybody else. So okay. all right. I can do that because we're in first. So shut up, everybody. Goals from Jota, Salah, and Jones in the draw. Jones's goal was an absolute bullet. Must watch. Check it out if you haven't seen it yet. Who'd they play? All go- oh, they played Brentford, the Bees. Buzz, Buzz. That's right. My favorite team that got promoted. So it's uh, it always happens to me that the <laughs> team that I love the most scores the most goals against Liverpool. So
1: whatever.
0: <laughs> it's like telling me that I can't have two Prem teams Otherwise, I jinx myself, so mm-hmm. I got to stop doing that. Um, I am greedy. All the goals conceded by Liverpool should have been stopped. It was super lame. McDonald's kits are 0 and one We're mm-hmm. just going to start keeping track of that because I think it's funny. <laughs> um, <laughs> all I have to say is we didn't drop points to the beast at home. We keep Anfield intact. And hopefully by the time this podcast is released, we'll beat FC Porto. Champions League.
1: Chelsea news coming from my way. Lost to Man City 1-0 this weekend. Uh, In watching the game, it wasn't... I didn't come away super upset with the loss, honestly. The one goal that they had was, I don't want to say fluky, but it was a real quick turn. Could have been defended better, but they were pretty tight Mm -hmm. Um, overall. Mendy played outstanding mm. and man city had some shots that really should have gone in. He kept Chelsea in the game. Biggest concern is Chelsea did not put anything in the net. Lukaku is now scoreless in the past three games, I believe, which, you know, streaks happen. It is what it is still early in the season. The biggest thing is we are not at full strength yet. We're still missing captain America. Mm. And sure. Captain America loves revenge. Revenge true, will be had. True. We will come back.
0: That was the U.S. agent. You've been watching the wrong, <laughs> wrong Captain America.
1: <laughs> Captain America is always a nice dude. I don't know, yeah. I, oh, I don't know anything about it. Did you not watch the Marvel? US. Oh, my no. God. So those are our three teams. <laughs> now I know, Dave, you want to discuss Manu a little yeah, bit. This is my platform to discuss Man U. Uh, man, you lost to Aston Villa
0: in the 88th minute. So I just want to Ooh. laugh at that for a second. <laughs> Everybody enjoy. <laughs> they lost to Young Boys last week, and now they lost to Aston Villa. And now Liverpool's yeah. in first place. What well, struggles? Liverpool's in first place. I also wanted to take a moment and laugh at Brighton because they had actually a s- small chance to go top of the table, which would be super weird considering how far down they were last year. But they ended up drawing against Crystal Palace, so <laughs> it fools. does make that even funnier. Your one chance to be on top of the table, and you didn't do it. So, <laughs> I'm going to really quickly run through uh, USA World Cup qualifying because that is coming up next week, October 7th. We'll be playing Jamaica. It'll be the day we release our next episode, Brady. Yeah.
2: So listen, the day we release, October 7th, got to.
0: Yes, absolutely. I think we'll talk about it a little bit on the next recording too. So mm-hmm. just tune in for sure. We'll kind of go over the roster and what we think is going to happen against Jamaica as well as Panama on the 10th
1: and Costa Rica on the 13th. Mm-hmm. USA. Make us proud, boys. Big old games. Yes. Looking ahead to next week. Speaking of our next episode. We have chosen for this week's game of the week. Man City versus Liverpool. Back to the prem. Oh, yes. October 3rd at 1030 a.m. This is going to be a fun one, (laughs) as Dave so graciously has mentioned. Liverpool is at firm our
0: dominance. Top. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Liverpool is at the top of the table. Man City is number two. Chelsea's number three. So this is Tottenham's one versus number two. nine. <laughs>
2: thanks, Dave. Thanks. Not even
1: Tottenham's number eleven. <laughs> Are they? <laughs> yep. <laughs> nope. I wasn't gonna correct Oops.
0: him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you had nine points. That's what it was. Yes. Mm. Mm.
1: Oof. The Boy, bees, just, wow. <laughs> The bees are number nine. Mm. Yeah, they are. Your boys, sweet like honey. So, looking at this game, Man City versus Liverpool, I think this is going to be a high-scoring game. But yeah. I do think Liverpool comes away with the victory here. Yeah, it's you
0: know? a tough one. I think we're all thinking the same thing, though, guys. Let's say it on three, one, okay. two, three. Three,
2: three to, two. to Liverpool. Liverpool.
0: All right. All right. Well yep. agree. Let's Let's okay. Go. Let's go. Yes. Okay. Well, it's we have home. to
2: differentiate it somehow. So yes. who's going to be first goal scorer? I'll say mine. Grealish will score the first goal in the game. Liverpool will come storming Phew. back through my it.
1: mouth. Okay. I think I think it's going to be Mo. Mo Salah. Mm. At home out comfy. He's tricky. And there might be like a crazy penalty that happens True. in the first part of this game that's because it's bet. going to that's be high energy, bet. one versus mm-hmm. two. And if they have the option, Mo's taking that PK. So I'm going to go, Mo. Well,
0: that leaves me with one more option. It's got to be Joda. Joda's Joda. going to score the first goal. Good job. Yeah, it's a, Holly a good off picture. a header. Yeah.
1: Okay. I like it. Yeah, that was fun. Great minds think alike. Yeah, did Five not mind. see
2: that coming. <laughs>
1: Didn't we though? Nice read, <laughs> Velma. Was the only option. Other big games that are happening this week: Atlético Madrid versus Barcelona, October second at two p.m. Atlanta versus Milan, October third at one forty-five p.m. El Tráfico happening this weekend, October third at seven p.m. Yeah, and Champions League week two will be complete. Before this episode is out. Any predictions there? Yes, Chelsea is winning on yeah. Wednesday. That's Juventus, they're gonna beat them. Yep. I think oh, they're gonna, gonna beat Juve. Defense, like, yeah,
0: yeah. Atletico Madrid also plays Milan this week. Was it gonna make that uh game even more interesting against Barcelona this weekend? Mm-hmm. I think atletico will pull it off, though. They tend to have really solid defense. Uh, something that Liverpool has lacked every once in a while. So I think they're going to put up a pretty good fight and make the remainder of that group interesting for Liverpool. Also, PSG plays City this week. So I Ooh. think we should kind of weigh in on that real quick too. Does Massey score a big goal in this one? Or or you
2: know. does Pochettino pull him off again in
0: some yeah, weird yeah. controversy, even though they still won? <laughs> <laughs> I think he scores. He's got to score in a big game, right? Let's, is this home or away? It's about that time for him.
1: Big time players make big time plays. It's it one. is it's in
0: a good cliche France. to be out there. <laughs> That'd be pretty sweet. Score a big one in Paris.
2: Neymar <laughs> awesome. assists Messi for their yeah. first mm-hmm. connection that, all season. That'd big be
1: pretty tough. <laughs> that would be plenty of fun. All right. Wrapping us up. Any closing thoughts? Uh, Unless it's about Liverpool or Man U from Dave.
0: Yeah. Anything uh, else
1: (laughs) that we discuss before we
2: wrap things Mm. up? I'm really excited about the Red Stars right now. And I think it should be appointment television for everybody. They're playing really well. This game against Orlando
1: is a big one. Uh, I'm very excited. Yes. I agree. If they can stay hot after beating the best team in the league, Mm -hmm. knowing that you can do that now and then go out, do the same thing to Orlando, getting hot late in the season at the right time could be big doings for the red Mm -hmm. stars. Mm -hmm. Thank you as always to all of our listeners for tuning in, go ahead and give us a follow on Instagram at windy city wingers. There's a link to our Patreon in there. If you're interested in checking that out at all, We have tons of fun posts each and every week. Make sure that you are checking that out. You can also send us an email at windycitywingers.info at gmail.com. Thoughts, feedback, reactions, questions, all that stuff, send it our way. Now, if you want to talk to us directly or stay tuned with updates directly from us, Brady, where can they do that?
2: You can follow me at... Twitter at stat underscore bro. I live tweeted the fire game while I was there uh, when we played the revs. And then nice. also at Brad the Bard13 is on Instagram.
1: Love it. And Dave. Where can our lovely listeners find you? You can find me at WCW Dave on both Twitter and Instagram. Excellent. Thank you, Dave. Thank you, Brad. Thank you again to all our lovely listeners. We will check in with you next week. Have a good one, everybody.